Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Mark Jones. Mark Jones, Doris Burke with the call yesterday on ABC. Ruben Frank now joins us, NBC Sports Philly. Rube, great to have you back. You know, I was wondering if the Rock sacked Tony Saka in that game. It would have been it would, it would have been probably John Saka. Johnny Saka. Okay, yeah, I guess uh, ninety two Tony was with Arizona, I guess. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Tony was here eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. So it would have been John Saka and the game ended up being a seventeen fourteen win for Miami that day. Well, um, I will I will uh I will look for uh, see how Johnny did. Cover okay. Johnny in high school. Oh good. And Ralph and Ralph and, and Tony. Just the whole group of them. Wow. That's amazing, Rube. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, you throw down Okay. Um uh, the Dean pick in the third round. Yeah. What was your reaction when you saw that because in a lot of ways, he was the heart and soul of that Georgia defense. He really was. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean a guy's going to be the best NFL player. But uh, I, I was shocked. I mean, we saw him slipping and sliding. And, you know, they, they, they had a long conversation about maybe taking him at 51. And they just really wanted Jurgens. Uh, they never dreamed he'd still be there when they picked in the third round at 83. There he was. We kind of, you know, there weren't, he wasn't going to get past the Eagles. And uh, I, I just felt like they stole him. Uh, and I, there's a little risk that comes with it. There are some injuries, but, you know, he was cleared. He's, he's practicing this week. At, he's going to practice this week at rookie camp. And, uh, you know, he's a little undersized. He's probably got to put on, you know, seven to ten pounds of, of muscle, but uh, he's such a playmaker. He, he's athletic, he's intelligent, he's instinctive. To get a, a kid like that, a first-round talent in the third round, uh, they stole him. I, I don't know how else to put it. They they really, things really fell for them uh, on Thursday, or on uh, Friday. Yeah, no, I mean, no question, I'm with you. I think it was a phenomenal pick by them. Hey, look, if it doesn't pan out, he's a third-round pick. But you know what? I think it's a great pick for them in the third round. What was the reaction when they made the Brown deal? Yeah, it's interesting. It was kind of shock because there were no whispers. There was no, you know, there was no, they're talking, this might happen, this could happen, they're interested. There was none of that. It was out of the blue. So, you know, we were in the... uh, we're in the media room over at the Novacare complex, um, just kind of following the draft, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. So it was um, kind of a, a brilliant thing. It really came together quickly. I mean, when you make a trade like that on the clock, you know they basically had to do, you know, they had to do a contract and the, the compensation at the same time, and yeah. you know they didn't they didn't have a lot of time. So uh, you know, AJ Brown had the veto power over the trade because he had to agree to the contract before the trade could get made so once you know once that happened and then we heard the compensation of a first rounder and a third rounder and i was really surprised i thought you know we heard about the trade before we heard about the what they gave up i figured a one and a two and then maybe like a five next year or you know something so to get him for a one and a three a guy who's just a very consistent thousand yard type guy I, i thought it was a terrific deal I mean, what does this do for Devontae Smith, in fact? Because now you got a legit NFL-level number one 
opposite him. How much can Smith now thrive, in your opinion, because of the just the presence of Brown? No question about it. And you know, sometimes in year two, we see we see guys kind of take that step backwards because teams know they know him now and they know they know what he's all about, how he plays. But now you have a guy who you've got to really devote some resources to uh, defensively on the other side. I mean, he was playing opposite Jalen Rager last year. Jalen Rager played 750 snaps, and, you know, he just was a non-factor. So, you know, and and Devontae still had 900-some-odd yards. So to have a legit a legit Pro Bowl wide receiver on the other side, it's going to help him so much. And I'll I tell you what, it's I can't even – I was trying to think of the last time the Eagles had two legitimate wide receivers, and you have to go back to Deshaun and and, uh, and Macklin. I mean, you know, you yeah. go back, and there haven't been a lot of times they've had two really good ones. Harold Jackson and Ben Hawkins, how about those guys? They were pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Right, um, they were pretty but good. But it's few and far between. And, you know, they and Quez Watkins is a heck of a number three. I mean, he had – in almost 700 yards last year as a as a you know, third receiver as a six round pick, so um, I, I think they're in better shape than they've been in a long, long time at wide receiver. Yeah, and wait, and you mentioned having Goddard at tight end. Yeah, and he put Not up bad. receiver numbers. I mean, he averaged 15 yeah. yards a catch. He had one of the yeah. highest averages in history by a tight end. So that's four legit weapons they have, and that's going to make Jalen Hurts better. You know, he's going to drop back and have somebody who's going to be open, and so, you know, he's going to be a playmaker. I will openly admit the Jordan Davis pick I'm mixed on. Mm-hmm. I know what I know what the athleticism is. I got it, but I also know. The lack of pressure that he puts on when he and he was taken out on third down, and he only averaged twenty five snaps a game. And I watched him in the in the SEC title game melt away in the fourth quarter because he wasn't in shape. Yep, simple as that. Um, yep. But it doesn't mean he's not talented. What did you think of it? Yeah, you, you think at, at thirteen you want a guy that can can do both. You know, you, you're taking a. You're taking a guy, a run stuffer at 13 who doesn't have pass rush skills. Now we asked Harry Roseman and Andy Weidel about that, and they said, you know, it, it, he wasn't asked to do that at Georgia. He came off the field on third down, you know, because they had so many talented pass rushers, and they said mm-hmm. it, it's they, they believe it's in his body, it's in his uh, his DNA to be able to get to the quarterback. He, he's probably got to lose 20 pounds, and he's got to get in better shape. But you know, that'll happen here. I mean, he'll. You know he'll he'll be he'll be on a program that he's never been on before, and you know, he'll be asked to get to a certain weight. And they f- they feel like he's got the quickness and the power to, you know, maybe not be a ten sack guy, but be a five or six sack guy. And you know, I think when you take a guy at thirteen, he's got to be that. He's you know, you, the Eagles have have taken a few defensive tackles in the top half of the draft, Corey Simon and and Fletcher Cox, and those are double-digit sack guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you, you, get, you want a one-dimensional guy, you get him in the second or third round. So um, they believe, you know, it's a risk, and you're right. And uh, he's got to get in shape, and he's got to be a guy who can make plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, you're not doing much good if you're gassed by halftime. So right. um, it's a little bit of a risk. There's no doubt. They, they believe it's a risk that's worth it because he's, you know, he's such a beast against the run, and they believe that if he – does get in shape uh, that, and then they feel like he's a good kid who who will, you know, with I mean, with the nutritionist and the and the strength and conditioning people, that he can get to, you know, about three thirty. I think mean, he was a, played at three forty five this year, so he needs to. He definitely needs to work on that. 
there were times he played at 360, to be honest. Probably, with you. probably true. Uh, yep. Yeah. But we always talk about the influence of veterans. He's going to be in a room with Hargrave and Cox. What kind of influence can they be on his future with Philadelphia? Yeah, there's no question that stuff is valuable, and that's why you want good people in your locker room, you know, quality character people, because they're going to, even if they know they're on their way out, they're going to share everything they can because they just feel yeah. like that's the, the right thing to do. And Fletcher and Javon are, are that kind of guy, and I think they're going to they're going to show him how to be a pro, and they're going to show him how to. You know, non-football stuff, you know, where to live, you know, who to trust, who who not to surround yourself with, uh, where not to go, um, you know, uh, investing. I mean, all that stuff. And they'll, they'll take him under their wing and teach him how to be an NFL player. And, and then the rest is up to him to take that and, and run with it. Rube, is it safe to say that based on the names on the paper that the Eagles closed the gap on Dallas? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I don't think they've caught him because Dallas has Dak, and Dak is better than any quarterback in the division. And, you know, so until somebody can, uh, you know, until until a quarterback in the NFC East can, can close the gap, I think it's going to be really tough for a team to close that gap. So, you know, Jalen Hurts potentially can can be that kind of guy, but he's got to do it. And I think, like you said, having having more weapons will help him. But he's got to be more consistent. He's got to be more of a playmaker down the field. And uh, if he can do that, I think they've upgraded a lot of areas that they needed to. So, um, but I would say Dallas is still the team to beat. I don't think Dallas had a particularly good draft. So, right. uh, long term, I think you know the Eagles have some young talent for the first time in a long time. They've had two pretty good drafts in a row. Uh, so, if if they can get some more consistent play out of the quarterback, they you know they have a chance to catch the Cowboys. Rube, always great talking with you. I know you've got to get to your next assignment. We appreciate your time very much. Anytime. Talk to you soon.